on for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, and we're with you here until the top of the hour and appreciate you spending some of that time here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list. Tuesday's the NFL day on the program early in the week as we uh, barely touch on it on Mondays normally, but uh, we will today. Bottom of the hour, Dave Sinekin is the headcheese.com, the Green Bay Packers. Boy, moving up to number one, a lot of folks' power rankings out there with the quarterback back and the defense playing the way it is. Speaking of back, are the Chiefs? They've won three in a row. What does that mean? Nick Athen, we'll ask him that at about 1040 or thereabouts. At 11.05, anxious to catch up with Chuck Hartlieb, former signal caller from the 80s with the Hawkeyes. Want to pick his brain? And what he sees with the new signal caller for the Hawkeyes. You know, and I think there's a really good synergy here because I remember hearing a story about Hartlieb in practice. Wasn't always the shiniest, but they were going through a bunch of different quarterbacks. He got the mm-hmm. shot, and when he got on the field, he was a different guy. Are we maybe dealing with something mm. here of a similar ilk and what that's like being quote-unquote gamer, yep. as opposed to a guy that's just good in practice. Because Padilla was that guy. Mm-hmm. And, that's good. and Petrus got... was great in practice with yeah. the red jersey on. Yep. Bullets flying a little bit different. And Trent in July, he threw the ball against the wind on those <laughs> videos. And you sucked that I up and all in. ate it right down. <laughs> uh, so Chuck Hartley at 11.05. Anxious to catch up with Chuck. And then we will uh, do more NFL with our friend Frank Schwab. We haven't had Frank Schwab on all season. Are you that, aware that's of that? That's crazy. Yeah, our schedules just have not yeah. worked out. Busy time as always, and Frank, one of my favorite people to talk about. Absolutely. Vinny Iyer, same boat. We haven't yeah. had Vinny, but we'll get them back into the program as college football winds down, and sadly it is. You know, I wasn't aware of this. Um, trying to work myself out of this god awful slump that I am in, trying to do some homework, you know, looking ahead on a Monday mm-hmm. as a, uh, just trying to find a game. Trent, I went 0 5 this week. 0 5, yeah. That, that's, this is coming off back to back one in four weeks. That's impossible. You went from leading the contest to now. I will never catch under. you. I'll never catch you. It's going to be tough. It's going to be, it's going to be next to impossible. This is the second time this has happened to me. May, Vegas, betting horses, loving it in my elements. Yep. It's race sport, sports and race book, just betting horses all day. No, not a care in the world. Over 39. Um, and then for stuff to do, right? Uh, but anyways, enough about me. Let's get back to what we're going to do at 1105 and let's talk football with Frank Schwab. But to my point, looking ahead, do you know that Purdue and Illinois play this week? What? Football wise, Purdue and Illinois play this week. Big 10 West tilt. Purdue and Illinois. Iowa plays Illinois this week. I beg your pardon. Northwestern and Purdue play this week. Yeah? Maybe I wasn't doing my homework well enough. I guess. Um, Purdue Maybe that's your problem. Yeah. Purdue and Northwestern play this week. Uh-huh. Do you know where? Wrigley. I didn't know that. Yeah. How did I miss this? Was this a big announcement deal early at some point? No. I think Northwestern is going to be playing a game there, and as they're going to renovate and basically tear yeah. down the stadium and, and start anew... That's where they're going to play in the interim. So there's a good chance that I was going to be able to play. Love it. At Wrigley one of these years. That'll be Love awesome. Love it. Yes. 
Yeah, oh, bring it on. That uh, sounds yeah. like a bus trip. Need to make something. If happen. I was playing, yes, that's you. Yeah. Now it depends when the clones play, uh-huh. <laughs> but boy, that would they be fun. They have DVRs. Yeah, I know, but it's not the same. Um, that would be fun. Yeah. I would love to see a football game at Wrigley Field. Never done it. Yeah. I mean, the Bears played there forever, right? Mm-hmm. See all some of those, the Gale Sayers footage. Right. Going way back into his time and just a... Looked like a cow pasture after the NFL right. games. But uh, anyways, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool and had no idea how I missed that one. Well, I missed the Rams last night, as I think 90% of the country did, as far as betting on this uh, on this game last night. What's Who's good? Um, Nobody. Nobody is... There's good teams. Yeah. Nobody's great. Right. That's a better way to put it. Everybody has warts. Mm-hmm. And pretty significant ones, I, I think, that you look through... Except the Packers? I think they're the best. If you, yes, um, they would be anointed as the best team right now. Of course, had the loss to Kansas City a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Jordan but Love. The circumstances, right. right. When Jordan you look Love. at this team, the injuries that they've had, mm-hmm. and how they continue to bounce back, how that defense, that's look just, at what they've done. That's their calling card. Well, well they, Aaron Rodgers are calling card, but you know what I mean. And they dodge a huge bullet with the Jones injury, which looked significant. Yes, yes. he was in tears leaving the field. All right, torn ACL, he's uh-huh. out, and all of a sudden, uh-huh. MCL, a couple weeks. Right. And A.J. Dillon, a very fine backup. No, he truly is. To have that guy yeah. being able to tote the route here, rock for the next couple of weeks, and you turn it back over to... Aaron Jones then after mm-hmm. that. They got weapons. They have a defense that continues to improve. And a defense that also still could add a yes. couple of big pieces back there. They get some of their dudes back. Start no with Alexander if he does come back at the end of the Who season. Who I think is one of the best corners in the league. And they are holding out hope that Jair Alexander can make it back onto the field. Um, but after that. Tennessee. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I understand Speaking of injuries, the and they hope that they get their big guy back, and that's mm-hmm. Derrick Henry. I don't know. Are the Chiefs back? No. I'm not ready. Boy, they sure looked good on Sunday. Yeah, but if Deshaun Jackson isn't a moron. What did he do there? Did he lose? Did he not? Did he pull a, who was it? Jim Marshall for the Vikings? (laughs) Going the wrong way. Yeah. That that looked like he was starting to run the wrong way, got turned around. But it's also Deshaun Jackson who has been known to flaunt it, stick the ball out, slow down going into the end zone. Drop the ball before he crosses the goal line. So because it's him and because he's done that so many times in the past. You can't just say, ah, he, he lost. He was probably trying to flaunt, uh-huh. showboat, do something, and he got caught. Mm-hmm. Because they score there, it's right back to a six-point game. Yeah. It was a huge, it was a huge I, play. I'm, not, no I'm not ready to go there with Kansas City. There's way Boy, too many offense problems. looked really good again. And, and Patrick Mahomes wasn't trying to you know, win the game with one play. He was taking what was there. Okay, I'm... I'm I need to see more. Yeah, that's fair. That's I don't fair. even know if they're still in my top ten. When we do our top ten oh, for they, our TV yeah, show. they are for me. Just because process of elimination. Because, like, who's good? I think Dallas is good, although Denver beat them, embarrassed them. Speaking of embarrassed, George Kittle embarrassed Von Miller last night. Yes. Do you see that block? Yeah. Holy mackerel. This Kittle, he's something, isn't he? He's just an absolute oh, bear my out God, there. What a difference that team is with him on mm-hmm. the field. Just and and the and he loves it. He relishes taking on linebackers and and blocking as much as he enjoys catching a pass. I'm convinced of it. He was good. The Rams last night. I don't know what is up with what's up with Matthew Stafford. He's been bad now for a couple weeks. Absolutely has. Going back to the Tennessee game uh-huh. a week ago Sunday night. So yeah, you just kind of go through this path and you look through these teams and a team like Minnesota who has had for all intents and purposes a season from hell. They've been so yes. close on the precipice. Mm-hmm. 
but would you be shocked to see this team healthier, defense playing better in January? And they make a run? I wouldn't be. Well, they'd have to do it on the road, sure. which I mean, road teams are winning on in the yeah, NFL. Absolutely. To your point, you can go back and you can look at the Vikings and you can find that one play. Mm-hmm. Right. That one circumstance where this thing, you know, went 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 against them. But that's part of it. I, I do think that they uh, they're a playoff team. I you think they're in a conversation. You know who's good? Who? New England Patriots. I feel yeah. very confident saying that's a good football team. Do they catch the Bills? They're only half game back. I know. It's close. And I uh, took a flyer. I put a parlay together. I told you about that with a bunch of NFL division winners a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And you, and you put the, the Bills page? were among them ah. before the loss to Jacksonville. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, that thing is tightened up and mm-hmm. made me a little bit nervous, which seems so easy. Right. Oh, those futures a lot of times And how about Belichick? So <laughs> they really do, don't they? I mean, there was a DraftKings uh, at, at put out one of those halftime boosts again. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course Cooper Cup or, OG, or, or Beckham or Jr. are going to score in the second half. Of course they are. Easy money. Right? They're behind. They're going to have to throw the mm-hmm. football. Well, this is a gift. <sighs> um. <laughs> Jesus, just the, the, you need a week off. Is I what you're do. Saying for the I app. absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember what I was saying. New England. Yeah. So, just a perfect circumstance, right? Belichick just sits tight. Sits tight. Fifteen mm-hmm. comes around. The guy that they wanted the whole time is there at fifteen. We'll take Mac Jones. Mac Jones is the best quarterback coming out of this so far. So far, through ten weeks, eleven mm-hmm. weeks, whatever it's been. Mac Jones is the shiniest of the quarterback stars. Now, Trevor Lawrence is on a... I mean, Urban Meyer's coaching him. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to people, Urban Meyer doesn't want to be coaching him. He wants to be coaching at USC. Um, but right now, Mac Jones, he looks polished. Uh, the game doesn't look too fast for him. Justin Fields maybe has more upside. I agree with you. But for what New England mm-hmm. is... And what for what Belichick and, mm-hmm. uh, and company, Josh McBlunder need out of their quarterback... Um, this is what Mac Jones giving them. Yes, I can see the Patriots making a run. I feel confident with them more than a lot of these teams that you talk about. I feel more confident with them, even than a team like Baltimore, mm-hmm. where until you see it in the playoffs, it's still going to linger yep. with Lamar Jackson. And it's overstated. He's 0-3 in the playoffs. One of those games he played well. Yes. The defense just didn't show up for them. But the other two, mm-hmm. he was atrocious. So you just continue to go through here in confidence. I think that's a good way to put it. Who are you confident with to even win a playoff game? The Cowboys, yes, I agree. Uh-huh. Packers, absolutely. Yeah. Can you go there with the defending champion Buccaneers? No, and we haven't even talked about a team, Trent, who doesn't get the love, and they've had a remarkable record, and their quarterback's been out, and that's why Carolina, I'm convinced, was able to do what they did. Nobody, whenever we talk about this, the last team we get to, and it's kind of grudgingly, oh, by the way, we should probably bring up the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. We shouldn't go to that. It shouldn't be that. I wonder what it is. It's the car. It's the franchise. The franchise, yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, they played in the Super Bowl. I was there. I saw it with my own two eyes. I think they were the better team on the field. That's what made Kurt Warner uh-huh. a Hall of Famer. Right, I agree. Getting that team, yep. that organization, yep. to a Super Bowl. And yes, he had Larry Fitzgerald, and that was a really yep. talented team. Mm-hmm. But it's still such a putrid organization, going back to the Bidwells and leaving St. Louis right. and on and on and on. That was, uh, I remember the 60 Minutes piece. That was the first time I really got sucked into 60 Minutes as a youngster. See, I don't my dad watched the piece, it really. All the time. Yeah. That, that was, as soon as I was done watching football, then dad gets to watch 60 Minutes. That yeah. was always the big thing with CBS on Sunday afternoons. And sitting there, oh, there's a football story. And I found out, all oh, these owners, oh, they're, they're bad guys? <laughs> what? I mean, it's just because as a youngster, you don't have, you don't have obviously the full story of what, 
sports ownership is, mm-hmm. what that means. Mm-hmm. And you hear about a team owns it. What's that mean? Is he kind of like a coach? Right. I just I couldn't wrap my mind around it until that piece in whatever it was, 1989 or whatever, about how awful the Bidwell family was oh. and, and what they were doing, taking the team away from St. Louis, and they're going to Arizona, playing a crappy Arizona State Stadium for the first couple of years. Saw a game there. Um, Metal bleachers. Yes. I was, 120 I, degrees. I was in the press box. We were. I, it was actually on the roof. The auxiliary press box yeah. at Sun Devil Stadium was on the roof. Saw uh, the... Um, I saw, Bull- oh, I saw Iowa State, Minnesota in that stadium. Oh, yeah. They yes. did that, yeah. yeah. With Tim Brewster at the helm for the Gophers. That was our Nodden Company's. Was 10-9? Sounds right. I think. It was ugly. It was it on was. NFL Network. It was. Yes, it was. It was It was 10-9. I saw Eric Dickerson and the Colts when they were putrid take on the Cardinals, and I don't know what year it was. 90, I don't know. It took a while for them to get the new stadium. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely did. All right, one Iowa note I want to pick your brain on, and yep. this came out yesterday uh, when the uh, a Monday advance opportunity to um, find out some things are going on regarding this weekend, Senior Day, uh, when Illinois is at Kinnick Stadium. They're Illinois, not going to be two places. Yes. They're not going to be at Wrigley and at Kinnick. Bielema will not yes, be Yes, how about that? He's uh, he's COVID positive, fully vaccinated, booster mm-hmm. and everything, uh, but he has the COVID and he will not be with uh, his team uh, coming back to where he played his college games, but there'll be no Bielema. But to my point, what do we make of Tyler Linderbaum? Not walking or not participating in the senior day ceremonies. Now, I'm sure we can go back and find other players who we were convinced mm-hmm. were going to leave and did participate. There'd be certainly way more of those because they know they're not coming back and they want to, you know, meet their parents on the field with right. coach and go through the, the all the pomp and circumstance surrounding it. What do we make of this? Do you read anything into it? Uh it's surprising. Oh so a couple of different directions to head. We hear, well, he's projected first round. By some. It's still a center. And to be a center drafted in the first round, first of all, it's going to be late. If, it's, if it is, it's, it's, it's late teens into the 20s. And even in the late teens, that's a, that's a stretch. Mm-hmm. Travis Frederick worked out for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But even that took a little while for yeah. him to get where to did, that where did the Where did the Vikings take Bradbury? Wasn't he a first-round pick? He was. And is that, it's no. been okay. Yeah, but not great. But not great. But this kid is... You're generational. Right, yeah. And he's going to, just look at the athleticism, look at the mm-hmm. speed that he has. He's going to test through the roof, all but those But if he came things. back, would he actually help his stock? I don't think he can. I don't think he can either. He's put together back-to-back seasons of ridiculous uh-huh. grades of PFF, and though I'm sure the grading skill different for a lot of NFL organizations. There's at least a baseline to say, it's not just your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's not just a couple blocks a game where you see him pummel a guy and throw him into the ground. This is for a whole game, just how he is week in and week out. Is it he wants to come back and win a Big Ten West? Yeah. Is it as simple as that? Maybe it's as simple as Iowa actually does get to Indy. Wisconsin loses one of these next two games. Iowa gets there, and then and that's enough to push him. Uh-huh. Because he's a Hawkeye through and through. Yeah. And Apparently, to see the offensive yeah. line issues that they had this year, it was just the way he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go out like this with the bad offensive line in his final season. Mm. Not because of him. It's not even close Look, because of him. The NFL will be there next year, it will and be. so will the millions of dollars. And you know my strong opinion on what Iowa State should do with Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't let him play, even if he wants to play in a bowl game. Does when NIL it, make this easier? He gets a auto dealer. Linderbaum you're talking the, about? Yeah, billion 
Auto over there in Iowa City says, hey, here's the deal. Get a couple of those. Yeah. I mean, certainly the people in the marketing department know where the bodies are buried over there. They know who mm-hmm. to talk to. Is it as simple as that? Hey, let's keep you around. But We're going to get some what? money in your pocket. Does he not have a NIL agreement now where all of the money that he raises from this goes to charity? I don't know. I think I saw that. That, that whatever he, whoever he's hooked up with, signed on with, He's not getting a penny of it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, I don't remember that. I think I saw that somewhere. But it's one thing for a running back to tear up a knee or to get a catastrophic injury mm-hmm. where you rely on speed and you rely on cutting. A center, if something were to happen, I'm almost, more, I'm certainly way more comfortable with an offensive lineman deciding to go down that path, yeah. opposed to a skill guy, and especially like running back. Right, absolutely. Whose who's shelf life is what three years, mm-hmm. under three years. Um, man, I don't know. It was surprising though to see that because it felt like a foregone conclusion. Uh-huh. Tyler Lindebaum's going to finish up the year. He's going to go out. He did not ever seem like a guy that would opt out. Offensive line being right. part of that. Sure. Just didn't never felt like he was going to be that. He's an Iowan. Uh-huh. He grew up a Hawkeye fan. Right. Kind of all those he things. Look, he loves it. I'm not knocking. Yes. He loves it. Yeah, Hawkinson had a tough choice too. Sure, he did. And if Hawkinson did not get the talk of being a top ten traffic, he was going to come back. He mm-hmm. said as much. It wasn't even where to go eight. It wasn't even seven, a first eight. round gate for him. It was. Hey, he might be taking the top ten. And he was, and he was. <laughs> yeah, that changed it for him and how difficult it was. So maybe it shouldn't come as a shock that. Another Iowa guy is having this tough of a decision that seems on the surface to most everybody. It's an easy one. Yes. Go get, Go get your son. millions. Right. Go get your five-year. You're guaranteed if you're a first-round pick. Take the five years. Um, it's The NFL's going to be there. I get it. I, this just it, it caught me off guard. We all thought, foregone conclusion, that he's going to leave. He loves college football. Loves Iowa. Brees Hall loves college football. Loves Iowa State. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the position that I think right. plays a massive role. So you had to bet. And I know you like to. I do. <laughs> I like to dabble. Now, we can't bet player props in no, the state no. of Iowa. Will he or won't he? What do you think he'll do? Tyler Lindebaum, minus 110 on both sides. Okay. Will declare for the NFL draft. Yeah. What's he waiting on? What's he waiting on? Well, why does he have to say it right now? No, he now? doesn't. He doesn't. And then... That's also, I think, a part of it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that moment running out there, seeing your parents. Yeah. Whoever was important in your life right. standing out there. It's right. not always your parents, but to have that moment, it's important. Yeah. Maybe he just says, I still haven't made a decision. It uh-huh. could be as simple as that, too. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Uh, um, First round pick. I mean, you you can't find very many mocks, and I know that they're not set in stone, and it's an opinion. Some of them are more educated. A lot of them are more educated than some, but he's a first round pick. But Trent's right. He's you know, fifteen, late teens, into the twenty, thirty two or whatever. Um, I don't think he'll hurt. I don't think he'll help. I don't think he'll hurt coming back, but it's college football and maybe he loves it. Let's get Ryan real quick. It's 20 after 10. We've got another keyword coming up momentarily. Then we're going to get back into our NFL cynican on the Packers, who do look like the team uh, at the top of power rankings right now, at least this far. And they get their bye week late, 
early first week of December, I think. Uh, early December, anyways. And then we'll do the same with uh, Nick Athen on the Chiefs. Ryan, welcome to the program. How are you? Doing good, guys. I was just going to say, guys like Worth, Fant, and there's been many others, juniors that knew they weren't coming back, never. If you don't have a senior next to your name on the roster, I believe you're not walking out there no matter what. No, I don't think that's true. Um, I, I, because we've seen it before that that juniors who know they're not coming back have participated. Uh, I'm positive about that. I don't think any that. of them big names. Fan, I think there's somebody had a whole list of them online. What did Dallas Clark do? Do we remember that? Do you remember Dallas? He, he Clark? was a fifth year. He had another year of eligibility, right. but he was already in his fifth year. You're right, but he participated. But, and, and actually, Linderbaum can graduate, being he registered. I think yeah. technically, but he's listed as a junior. But somebody listed it online. And oh, did they? Slew of them, and because that got the fan base excited. Sure. Going out, and somebody <laughs> said, "Well, these last twelve guys that were in his shoes." Nick's and none of them walked out. Do you know where that list is, Ryan? I'd love to see it. Do you remember? Uh, I think it was on Hawkeye Report somewhere, but okay. I'm not 100% sure. Ryan, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Do you Blair think he's Sanderson, coming back? I think he even commented on it, too, but I'm not sure. Okay, do you Ryan. think he's coming back? No. Yeah. And I don't blame him. No, gotcha. Ryan, thanks for listening. But Appreciate it. We need him. Definitely. Yeah, yes, that's yes, for sure. Yeah. Any team need NFL yes. teams need him. <laughs> Yeah, this is a, this is a special player. Special, yeah. special, special player. It's been player. fun to watch. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'll see if we can find that list, because that's interesting. Because, yeah, there's been guys, worse we knew was going. Right. And he didn't walk. But I, I even wonder, was the question asked of those guys, if they were going to walk? Yeah, I don't know. You know, was it even put out there? So. I just think, you know what, this this just caught everybody off guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody. Yeah. You know, we we were somewhat surprised that he came back for this year, right? Remember that? Yes, I mean, this, it, this guy's it was been very he's on those lists last year mm-hmm. that he's an NFL player. Boy, he's good. You know, selfishly, hope he comes back. Be great for right? Iowa. But I certainly understand. I mean, go get your money, young man. Go get your money. We will try and give you some money. How about that, Segway? Nice. I can't pick my nose when it comes to sports, but man, Segway in here. Uh, it's time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword easy to 200, 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000 easy to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All righty. We will uh, get back to the NFL. Dave Sinekin on the Packers, Nick Athen on the Chiefs, 1105, former Hawk QB Chuck Hartley will join us. What does he see in Padilla, uh, et cetera, with, uh, with Chuck Hartley and then Frank Schwab, who will covers the NFL on a national basis. We will speak with him. It's Miller and Condon on a Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Performance for men. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNL and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, 10:30 on a Tuesday. Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com is his blog. We'll talk to you momentarily. Nick Athen on the Chiefs coming up. Hawkeye Report does have that list, and this is a rarity that a junior would walk at the University of Iowa. Not just a rarity, it would be the first time ever that a guy uh, like this would do it. We've had guys that have dealt with injuries that have done in the past. Recently, Jake Newborn, who is a backup offensive lineman, decided to hang it up. But going through uh, the list of guys that left early, eligibility, those kind of things, this would be a first time it would ever happen. So maybe this is... A non-story? Yeah, it's a non-story. Yeah, it's just, 
It's a question, and well, it happens other places. I know for a fact right. it does, but it, it must be something Iowa doesn't do. So if Linderbaum looks at that list, and well, these guys didn't do, why, why should I do it? Right. That seems to be the type of player he has. Uh, or is rather Dave Sinekin is theheadcheese dot com. That's his blog. You can hear him on KFAN Sunday mornings on Packer Preview Saturdays as well. Well, Dave Sinekin, don't look now, but most who cover this league and are asked to do power rankings on a Tuesday, uh, any given. Tuesday have those Green Bay Packers right at the very top and I get that Aaron Rodgers is back but man where did this defense come from considering all those injuries how are you you've got to be ecstatic yeah absolutely I'm feeling good about where the team is sitting right now obviously power ratings are fun for fans and I do it on my blog too but let me know that we're number one when the calendar turns I'll feel a lot better because as you guys know one week it's the Rams and it's the Cowboys and the Buccaneers so it's the Packers' turn right now, but yeah, clearly the defense has has reached a level that, that we haven't seen in in ten years when they last were at the Super Bowl. They're playing just remarkably well, mm-hmm. considering you know two of their three best players haven't played much, if at all, this season. I know every team deals with injuries, but Packers' defense missing Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith. Um, you know it can be better, but boy, oh boy, you hold. Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson, mm. one touchdown pass over three games, two of those games on the road, um, you're doing something right. So it's, it's really been fun to watch. This team, you mentioned the injuries and the way they just continue to find ways. It's incredible to see what they've done, especially on the defensive side. How has this defense grown the way that it has really over the last month of the season and got to the level that they're playing at now? Yeah, well, clearly they understand Joe Barry's scheme and what he wants them to do. And it sounds like you know, unlike Mike Pettin, he's really inclusive in meetings and asks for input. And the players have really responded to that, taken ownership of their roles in the defense. And, and to me, it really starts with the inside linebackers, Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes, uh, bring a, an attitude and aggressiveness. Uh, I hate the word physicality, but I'll use it. Um, they can they can move sideline to sideline and really not just you know help really strongly with the run, but deal with those tight ends and those. Uh, inside slot receivers that Green Bay has struggled with in the past. The run defense has been really good. Uh, the safeties, for my money, it's the best safety duo in football in Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage, and they make plays uh, both against the run and pass week in and week out. So it starts for me with just the commitment to stopping the run and getting really good secondary play. Uh, and then again, you can't uh, forget about what Kenny Clark does up front. That's where it all starts, and he's gotten some nice help with guys around him, but you know, they lose Whitney Merciless for the season. Mm-hmm. He was just coming into his own as a nice rotation piece. Rashawn Gary may miss some time. So, unfortunately, they've got two really big games coming up before they're by. Otherwise, I'd be really tempted to just say, let's just make sure everybody's healthy in uh, three weeks when the, the last five games are up on tap. Well, you certainly want the, as everybody does, they want that one seed. But man, Lambeau Field being asked to, you know, warm weather team being asked to play there in late January. Uh, that's appointment television. Uh, do catch a bit of a break, right? Aaron Jones, who looked as though, boy, the season might be over for him. He's in tears leading, leaving the field. I think he thought the worst. Got some great news that apparently it is only going to be a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I certainly thought the worst. I'm sure everybody watching the game did. Just his reaction, hearing the reports about how he had met with his family and he was in tears. And, you know, he has suffered MCL injuries in both knees over the years. And um, so he understands what this is. And 
uh, it really was the best-case scenario. I mean, we assume now he'll sit for the Vikings and Rams games, and then there's the bye, and then you get set for the stretch run where three of the last five are at Lambeau, um, three weeks removed, almost four from the injury. He should be good to go. Schedule really falls in Green Bay's favor after the bye. One tough game, really, at Baltimore. Uh, but otherwise, they should really control their destiny if they can get to that point where they want heading out of bye week. Vikings on Tampa, a divisional matchup. I thought this was going to be one that was going to be important for the race before the season. Doesn't appear that that's going to be the case, but Vikings are a good team. You know, obviously, the importance of this matchup. You have to deal with it on a day-to-day basis. (laughs) What's it like up there? Being a a Packer fan in the Twin Cities, you got scoreboard quite a few times throughout the years, though. Yeah, I have more fun than I have uh, anger and disappointment over the last 25 (laughs) years, thanks to my quarterbacks, but... Yeah, it's a great rivalry, and the fans ride such a roller coaster up here. One week it's Fire Zimmer, the next mm-hmm. week it's, well, man, we're going to be the most dangerous seventh seed in the history <laughs> of the NFC. So they, they ride their emotions, and they're feeling good after going out west and, and knocking out Justin Herbert and the Chargers, as they should. Um, but it's, it's an average team, but they can play with anybody, uh, and they can lose to anybody. They'll get up for this game. Obviously, they're the more desperate team at 4-5, and five, and they know if they win this game, they're on paper just two games behind Green Bay and the North. Much as we all believe the North is not going to be a race, it, it's a really important game to the Vikes. It is to Green Bay as well, but frankly, next week's game against the Rams has yeah. larger playoff implications for sure. But you know, Matt Lafleur is seven and zero in road division games. That's a a record for uh, any head coach in the Super Bowl era. That's sort of I think a point of pride. I'm sure with him, his coaching staff, and the team that they have yet to lose a game on the road within the division. They'd love to keep that intact, uh, but it's going to be a tough one. Uh, the, the fans uh, have been really let down at home this year, uh, almost losing to Carolina and Detroit, and then losing to Dallas with the backup quarterback. So they're anxious and ready to have a much better performance. And I expect Green Bay to see Minnesota's uh, best performance of the season on Sunday. Uh, David Bakhtiari is one of the best left tackles in the league. I would have thought he was going to be back at that point. Is part of it because... And correct me if I'm wrong, but when I watched uh, Jenkins, who was manning left tackle, that hasn't been a liability, uh, at least from what I've seen, but you got to get Bakhtieri back. What's his story? Dave, I, I think we both thought that he would be back by now. Yeah, I thought that uh, the Chiefs game might be his first game back. Uh, Packers' medical team is conservative by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, they made it very clear last week that not activating him for Sunday's game was not a setback in any way. It's part of their timetable. They waited till the last day possible to activate him off IR in that 21-day window once he started practicing. And I think they just they know that Elton Jenkins has managed left tackle better than anyone could have hoped. He's adding zeros to his next contract every mm. game he plays. Um, but the line needs help. The Packers' offense is actually the team's liability right now if you throw out special teams. Uh, they'll be much better when he's back and Jenkins either kicks inside the left guard or – takes over center until the rookie Josh Myers comes back from his knee injury. That remains to be seen. Uh, I don't know. I think he's ten and a half months removed from the torn ACL. They say typically that's a 12-month recovery. He's a 300-pound guy. Uh, They don't want to put him out there a week too early and see something bad happen. Um, PA asked me this question yesterday, and I said, I I almost think now they may just try to ride this out for two weeks, give Mm -hmm. him a bye, and, and get him ready for the stretch run, but that said, I'd be much more comfortable knowing he was out there on Sunday uh, against the Vikings. Not a huge pass rush team, but let's get his feet wet here. Let's see how he feels. 
Uh, but if you're asking me to put money on it, I think he comes back after the bye and, and is good to go for the final five weeks. Uh, will you be joining PA for that football feast? And if so, which Buffalo Wild Wings will he try to uh, <laughs> verbally abuse you, Dave Sinekin? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going in studio tomorrow to do it because I'm heading to, down to Bloomington, Indiana on oh, Friday sure, nice. to uh, catch the Gophers-Hoosiers game and pick up my son and bring him back up for Thanksgiving. So uh, I'll miss all the fun at Apple Valley, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, but uh, I'll have my fun with PA tomorrow at 10 o'clock in studio. Good stuff. Thank you, Dave Sinekin. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to you next week. Dave Sinekin, thehedcheese.com. So uh, I mentioned my, I had family coming down for the Iowa-Minnesota game last weekend from the yeah. cities, and uh, my uncle said he was listening to PA on Friday. They had Greenway in. And so when Greenway walked in, of course, all the boos were cascading down to him as it's Iowa and Minnesota week. And, nice. uh, yeah. Of course, he got scoreboard for the yes, seventh straight year. And he's making a bunch of bank on that vodka, is he not? I yes, mean, he is. Well, His daughter uh, started as a seventh grader in basketball. She's a national recruit. Really? Pretty good bloodlines. Pretty good bloodlines. And Bluter and Company, yeah, they got their eye on her. I imagine they do. What's the name of the vodka? Something duck? Uh, or great goose? Duck. Gray Duck. Yeah. Gray Duck. Uh, let's get Nick, uh, Nick Athen in here. Uh, Nick, uh, primetimesportstalk.com, primetimesportstalk.com. Nick, uh, I'll ask you kind of the same way I asked Trent. Um, they've, the Chiefs have won three in a row. Are, are they back? Well, they play like they did the other night. They're back, and they're going to be tough to beat because, in my view, A, that's the best defensive performance I've seen in a really long time against yeah. a really good offense. And B, that's the first time in the Patch Mahomes era I've actually watched this kid play four straight quarters in football. It's never happened. It didn't happen in the Super Bowl. It didn't happen in the championship games or the playoff games. That was the most complete game Patch Mahomes has ever had. And if he's that consistent as a gunslinger and a patient quarterback, it, it's like absolutely absolutely. Boy, he looked the part walking into the stadium. You see that suit that he was wearing? Yep. My God, that's a good look. That was slick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You know, we've heard Nick all season long. Got to find a way to get the run game going. It started with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, then the injury. All right, but you still got to get some semblance of a ground game. Did they just say the hell with it? Let's just give it to Patrick Mahomes and not even worry about the ground game anymore? Yeah, well, that's kind of what they did. Instead of, But what they did differently this time is they took the, the screen passes and the dump-offs, and those are basically extension of running plays. Mm-hmm. And now, so that was that was the compromise. Now, I mean, they ran the ball. I think relatively. Williams effective. tried, yeah, yeah, yeah. At times, he had some really good runs. He had some great catches. Obviously, the last one was just brilliant. But you know, that's that's what you're going to see until they get that <clears throat> Kareem Hunt style back. You know, that can that can <laughs> run and catch, and uh, until they can get some explosiveness. This is the, this is their basic run game. Run it enough to keep them honest. Run it through the interior. Try not to run it outside. You know, don't put any more stress on the tackle. You know, but there was a lot of pulling and traps, and you know, even on the screen passes they did that. I was, I was really impressed. It's, it's amazing what happens when Andy Reid takes over the playbook. It's just, it's just hmm. a completely different football team, and that's that's exactly what happened Sunday night. How big of a role was Melvin Ingram uh, now taking? Uh, playing seemingly, uh, I don't know how much what his snap count was, but he was on the field right. a lot. We recall the, you know, the play in the hole that he made, the sound of it, maybe as much as uh-huh. anything, uh, which was yeah. great. Uh, it looks as though he's got something left. Maybe the Steelers just have a place for him or whatever, but how, how big of a factor will he be in this defense uh, as far as c- trying to keep that game, make them look the way they looked on Sunday night? 
Well, it just gives them flexibility to move Chris Jones, you know, inside and outside and get Derek Nottie on the field. And Derek's played, Derek had, I think, his best game as a chief as well. I mean, yeah, the, the Raiders had shuffled some guys in the offensive line, but they're still, you know, they're still a technically sound, solid offensive line, even moving teams, you know, parts of the season and parts around. Um, but I thought Ingram was just, he, you know, he, he's the Terrell Suggs, uh, of, of this, of this class. I mean, Suggs came in with a mindset and an attitude, and that defense played its best football, you know, when Suggs got there. And I know personally, because I interacted with him a few times, he was all business. He was there to win a Super Bowl. He was focused. He was working with guys. And I, I think Ingram's doing the same thing, because his defense has played better since he's got there. And granted, the snap counts are still a little low. But, you know, the more passing situations the defense forces, the more time you're going to get him on the field. This is going to help Frank Clark, but I thought it was a terrific addition. I mean, I, I know they tried to sign him earlier. He just wasn't healthy. The Chiefs weren't willing to take a risk, and they thought Taco Charlton would prove to be, you know, a better a better commodity, which obviously didn't work out that way. But I mean, we've all watched him play in the AFC, and yeah. if he's if he's fifty percent of what he was, that is better than one hundred percent better than anything else the Chiefs could put on the outside at this point. Sunday night. Two really good rush ends with Crosby and Agakwe on the other side. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, there were some pressures in there, but it also felt like Mahomes was a little more comfortable inside the pocket. There were times this season you saw him leaving the pocket when he didn't have to, when it was clean. Is he feeling more confident, you think, with this offensive line? And talk about the steps you've seen with the four, five in front, what that offensive line's doing. Well, I think the interior is solid. I think, I think they're one of the best in the NFL, but certainly put him in the top two or three. On the outside, well, you know, they had Wiley out there who, you know, I'm not a Wiley fan. I mean, we all watched the Super Bowl and he got destroyed. So what does Andy do? Hey, Travis, you mind uh, chipping? You mind just hitting the defensive end before you got in your pattern, you know, help out your quarterback? Um, you know, no Gray did the same thing on the left side. <clears throat> it was a brilliant game plan by Andy to take that pressure off. So what happened? The result was Patrick stayed in the pocket. He barely got hit. He was comfortable. He didn't have happy feet. He, he worked his progressions, and when nothing was there, what did he do? He did the Alex Smith check down, and it worked perfectly. So, you know, it didn't limit Patrick from not going out of the pocket and making plays and, you know, scrambling about a bit and doing his, doing his magic. But I think what it did is it's, you look at him now and you look at the way he's played, and I put this all back to that throw he made against the Packers to seal the game. Something just changed mm-hmm. in him. And he got it, and the message was strong during the week. Uh, but he looks comfortable to me. Again, if that's the quarterback we see going forward, you know, all that talk about Mahomes being done and everybody's figuring him out is out the window. Uh, because now if he takes those short routes and he does it consistently, what's going to happen? Well, the safeties are going to have to come up. And what's that going to do? Yeah. It's going to create single coverage downfield. Yeah, good luck with that with Tyreek Hill, who saw a catch a couple of touchdowns. Kelsey was active. Kelsey, I think it might have been Kelsey's best game of the year. Here's my my, my last thing for you, Nick. Uh, Tommy sure. Townsend, man, this guy could throw it. This kid can chuck it. Why would you show that play now? That was, I mean, you'd like to maybe keep that one in your back pocket instead of putting it out there. I get that they pre-scout and they probably were aware sure. that it was there. But, man, I was impressed by the way a punter threw this ball on the rope the way that he did. You know who I feel sorry for? I feel sorry for my buddy Dustin Colquitt. His entire dream in the NFL was to throw a pass. He told me that his rookie year, and he goes, "I keep I needled him every year. It's going to be your year. 
I don't know. I mean, they might let me. We, we work it every Friday in practice. And Townsend comes out and throws a BB. That was a better arm throw, better mechanics than probably, a, you know, maybe a third of the NFL starting quarterbacks had <laughs> on Sunday. It was just, it was fun to watch. It was riverboat gambling. You know, maybe they took something off my, my KU Jayhawks win at Texas, hmm. you know, on Saturday night and said, hey, let's just, let's just bust things out. But I'm telling you, that was a smart play. I agree with you. You maybe save that for the postseason, but now it's there. Yep. Every single team, every single special teams coordinator is going to know, you know, we have to watch out for this because <laughs> he could you chuck know Townsend's going to want to do it again. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if this heavy doesn't work out, maybe your puncher pulls double duty. Anyways, good yeah. stuff. Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com, primetimesportstalk.com. Three in a row for the Kansas City Chiefs. Schedule this weekend. Cowboys week? Is it Cowboys this week? Yikes. It's Cowboys this week. Ooh, yeah, baby. Prime t- or primetime on Fox on that late game. And um, I- I'm, gl- I'm glad the Chiefs are following up uh, the Raiders' victory in a blowout with a really good football yeah. team. So they can they they'll be up. They're not going to have to worry about playing a you know a Jets team or a Jaguars team or somebody like that. They're they're playing one of the better teams. And they had they had their best game of the season last week too uh, against a poor, poor poor opponent. But still, this this is a game I've had on my schedule. It's one of the one, my favorite favorite games when these guys play each other. I, I have every I can remember every single Chiefs Cowboys game in my life, and I just I love it. This, this is my favorite week. Good stuff. Thank you, Nick. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com for Nick Athen. Cowboys, Chiefs, big test, both teams. You, you like the game? I, I do. If this if the Chiefs win, I'll be back on the bandwagon. Yeah. If the Cowboys, if they do win, what does, that, what does that say about the Cowboys, who I still think are a major, major player in the NFC? They're fine. Yeah. Uh, we'll take our last time out of this hour anyways. If you missed it e- earlier, the keyword is uh, easy at 200-200. Easy 200-200. Uh, we'll have another keyword in the 11 o'clock hour. This is the final week of this promotion. We'll be back, but this is the final week for a while. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.net. It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa audio cut of the day. Need the two for a first down. Garoppolo loves one, end zone caught, touchdown! George Kittle and the 49ers strike first. Set up your vasectomy appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. Jimmy Garoppolo was good last night. Helps having that tight end. It certainly does. It's a different team when old 85 is on the field, no doubt about that. Well, we got college basketball in the state tonight, both of the... Needle movers are uh, in action. The Hawks and the Hawks are at eight on Big Ten. Cyclones at seven mm-hmm. on ESPN Plus. Um, and both of the locals are big favorites, right? Yeah, thirty and a half right now for Iowa. Twenty and a half for Jesus. Iowa State. Uh, I got a question for you. Okay. I got a. Uh, I just looked here. I got a crisp five dollar bell. Yes. If you can answer this question, a skill testing question. You're not yes. going to ask me what conference they're in. No, no, no. I'm going okay. to ask you. Do you have the mascot of either? Of the two opponents tonight, uh, Alabama State for Iowa State and North Carolina Central for the Hawkeyes. Five bucks if you can name one. Is there a bird? There is a bird. Okay, all right. Now, the answer is no. The Eagles for NCC. Okay. The Hornets for Alabama Those State. Pesky Hornets. Well, you think about Alabama, what jumps to mind? Football. <laughs> Not Hornets. No. 
That's not something that goes there. These are two bad basketball teams. Apparently so. These should be two absolute clubbings. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that offense can get on track for Iowa State. I do want to see that. You know, get the offense going a little bit more. Mm-hmm. These are two worst of the worst. Alabama State is ranked 339 right now at Jeez. Ken Palm. I think that's bad. I do. North Carolina Central at 354. Yeah. I wonder how much you're getting paid for this stop. That's usually about $100,000. Wow. The MEAC teams sometimes are a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. You can get them uh, at a little bit better rate. But two bad basketball teams, two get rights. It's by game. It is what it is. Uh, there are now 358 teams Jeez. in college basketball. I think I'm going to watch the MAC. I know I'm going to watch the Jets. The Jets play the Oilers, and it's the best player in the world, Connor McDavid. So I want to watch them a little bit. You know how long it's been? I've just been able to kick my feet up and watch my squad and not have to worry about watching another game. I'm so ready to do that. Yeah. Because my my team's pretty good, I think. I don't know. These games, I just can't get a 30-point favorite, 20-point favorite. Got to watch them. I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll be watching. Both of them? Yes. No action? No. This is the last week. <laughs> this is fine. it. I see enough bad football throughout the course I of the know. year. I don't need to watch even more of it. You know what I think it is for me? It's, it's all the nights I would spend in Vegas by myself, you know, mm-hmm. work, going to work. And inevitably, on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, the, the game would be on in a book. And that's how I think I fell in love with action because, I don't know. Western versus Eastern Michigan. Yeah, there's not much. Toledo, Toledo Ohio. Ohio. What's the other one? It's a better B- one. Bowling Green, Miami of Ohio. I think that's the best of the three. Aren't their records okay? I think they're both above 500. The spread is 17 in that one. Is it really? Yeah. Yeesh. Hour two, Chuck Hartley will kick it off. What does he see in Alex Padilla? We'll ask him next. 106.3 KXNO.